Hello, everyone. Oh, yeah, this is Debbie coming to you from Wave Radio, and I'm talking once again about life from the perspective of inquiry and curiosity. Oh, how are you all doing? You know, I've had an up and down kind of week. And when I saw this poem on Facebook written by my friend Reinika Langell, I thought that's very suitable to what my experience has been like. So I wanted to share it with you. I asked her permission and she gratefully, I'm gratefully that she said yes. So here it is. The poem is called Happy. I almost forgot I was happy today. While I was wiping the stove, an old thought pulled at my sleeve. It almost seemed convincing, trying to protect me like the way remembered pain sticks and tries to make you right about something. While you know that right is the block between you and your freedom, forgiveness is not something you do for them. I felt that little clench, the trickle of cortisol, but then I said to myself, I love that, that you had that thought again. And between the sponge and the tap, I forgot what it was about and went on with this happy day. You know, that's, that's what it's sometimes like, isn't it? You know, this, I almost forgot I was happy today. I just imagine her, there she is, not thinking probably much at all, wiping out the stove. And all of a sudden this thought comes in. And how she said it almost seemed convincing, trying to protect me. That puts me in mind of why it's so difficult for us to let these thoughts go. Have you ever had someone say that to you? Just let it go. Well, that's easier said than done. Have you ever tried to just stop thinking a thought? There are some of those that are a little less sticky, that once you get upset about it for a few minutes, it somehow just seems to let you go. You're not as upset about it anymore. But then there's these thoughts like, they don't appreciate me, they don't like me, I'm not good enough, I've made a mistake, why can't I get ahead? Thoughts like that invade and you forget or don't notice that you're actually okay, <laughs> you're safe, there's nothing wrong, you're just wiping out the stove or going about your day but these thoughts come in. They're kind of like clouds drifting across the sky, just casually, almost heartlessly, they temporarily block the sun. When I'm in the grips of believing thoughts like these, I, I feel a little insane. That's, that's actually what I say. I'm, I'm going through one of my insane moments or yesterday when I was uh, in the middle of my insanity. <laughs> You know, those are the times that you pick up the phone and you phone somebody and you vent or you put something on social media because you were so upset and then you go away and you kind of get feel better about it and you go back on social media and you see people have done all these comments and you're like, oh, I didn't even, I don't even feel that way anymore about it. But in the moment, it felt like the most important thing. It took you over for a moment. So... You know, imagine you're at something like a party. A good example of this, I think, is like you're at a party and 
you look over and you see a group of people maybe talking. <clears throat> and you start to think the thought they're talking about you. And they're showing all the telltale signs, all the proof. They're whispering, they're glancing at you while simultaneously avoiding eye contact. And your, your mind just starts to spin. You just go into a tailspin and that's it. Your heart tightens. Your stomach clenches. And you, you feel like your face has gone red. And you start thinking more thoughts because thoughts like these, they're talking about me. They don't like me. Those kind of thoughts tend to have babies. <laughs> they, they trickle into, I'm such a fool. Um, you know, everyone knows. What are they saying? And, and maybe you get, start to get angry. For me, I'll, I'll, like, I'll show them I don't need them. That's my go-to reaction to, to thoughts like these is to shut down, freeze people out. I'm not going to let them do that, so, so I, I'll act all quiet. And people who know me, they might say, are you okay? And of course, I'll lie. No, no, I'm fine. You seem off, they'll say, and I'll let us, I'm just tired. So, so now, not only am I reacting to these thoughts, I'm, I'm kind of lying, not kind of, I'm lying. All the while that I'm in the grips of this feeling of insecurity, I'm not noticing that <laughs> while being so focused on that group over there, not paying attention to me or talking about me, that there's a person who cares about me standing right in front of me asking me how I'm doing. There's so many things we don't notice when we're in the grips of those kinds of thoughts. We don't notice that we're, that we're perfectly good. We're happy. We're at a party. We were invited to this party, which is proof that another person really cares about us. Because that's, maybe, that's sometimes another reaction. When we believe someone doesn't like us, we start to think maybe we're not likable. And we're missing all of the people in our lives that like us and care for us. Those thoughts, they just steal so much of your life. In fact, if you think about it, you've lost your entire life in those kinds of moments. Because you've left you. We worry about being abandoned or cast aside, but we're doing it to ourselves every day. Or at least every time one of those moments occur. We abandon ourselves. The minute we leave our own awareness, our business, and we travel over into the mind of someone else, presuming we know what they're thinking, we've left us. We've entered make-believe land. But we're reluctant to let go of these thoughts because we believe they protect us, just like in that poem. We believe they protect us, they keep us safe, because if we didn't have our spidey senses going our intuition, so-called, we might walk around not knowing someone doesn't like us. Oh my goodness, we might be oblivious. And to someone who prides themselves on being intuitive, that's dangerous ground. I have a memory of walking up to a group of kids at school, just walking up and, you know, sitting down with them. And they said, someone said, who invited you? I was so embarrassed. And on some level, I decided in that moment that I didn't want that ever to happen again. So I learned to pay attention to people's faces and people's reactions. 
I also became apologetic. Oh, sorry. Is it okay if I join you? Oh, I don't want to be too much trouble. All of that stuff. Do you notice you do those kinds of things? They're often grounded in these painful little traumas that we had growing up that we don't want to repeat. So we start to like garner these handful of thoughts and actions to protect us from being hurt again. But what we're not noticing is that we don't need them anymore. We don't need them. People actually can't hurt us. I know that that's a one for discussion <laughs> for another day. But I notice that when I'm standing in that room and I'm witnessing somebody talking, if I didn't have the thought that they were talking about me, that I don't actually pay very much attention to them for very long. The thought comes maybe, or I don't believe it, and I'm actually just in the party having a good time. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't times that people are talking about you, but that is their business. Standing at a party, if they want to talk about me and use up their time that way, that's on them. I don't have to rob myself of an enjoyable time. And, you know, the work of Byron Katie invites us to turn thoughts around. So they're talking about me. A turnaround to that is I'm talking about them. <laughs> I've just spent half the party in my mind talking about them to myself. They could be talking about me. They don't like me. What are they doing? I've just spent all of this energy. Just notice all the energy we spend worrying what people are thinking. We're talking about them constantly in our mind. And some of us go and vent to somebody and find someone else to talk to them, talk to about, you know. Uh, so we're at least half as bad as they are. Bad, in quotes. So I notice I can't simply make myself stop thinking. Not when there's this hammock of beliefs, those things from childhood, holding up these thoughts. But what I can do is question them. I can notice the effect these thoughts have on my life. Notice how it robs me of peace and joy and connection with those around me. And I can imagine how life would be different if I didn't believe these thoughts. And I can learn something about myself when I turn them around. And when the thought is ready, after I've used inquiry and curiosity, and when there's a little less traction, that thought leaves me. And I, too, can return to that happy moment and even chuckle to myself that that thought visited me for a while. So, blessings to you all. I invite you to inquiry. Notice when these thoughts invade, when they visit. Notice how they make you feel. And also notice the mercy when they leave. And that the only thing that was different between you being stressed and being happy was the thought. It wasn't actually grounded in any reality whatsoever. Have a wonderful day and uh, I'll catch you next week. Ronica Langell 
is a professor at Athabasca University. She has a website called Writing the Self, where she shares her poetry as well as other blog postings. She teaches a course called Writing the Self, where she uses writing to invite her students to explore their lives and their careers from different perspectives. If you'd like to know more about me, you can find me on debbiebridge.ca, where I share workshops, events, and one-on-one sessions.